Welcome to Fit to Be Real and a little extra. I'm pretty excited about this episode because I think we're in the thick of it. I would have to agree with you. It's about burnout. (laughs) I think burnout means that you just become delirious and that's what we are today. Yay. Let's talk about it. I'm Victoria. Hey, guys. (laughs) All right. Hold on. Hey, guys. I'm Carly. Oh, my God. Hold on. Why are you doing it from your diaphragm? (laughs) Because I'm trying different ways to do it to see if I can change it. But it's let's be natural. Like it's so ingrained in my brain how to say it now that I can. Hey, guys. I'm Carly. Did you did you get confused? No, no, no. Ready, set. Last time. Best time. Okay. Hey, guys. I'm Carly. Hey, guys. (laughs) There we go. I'm Carly. I'm here. I'm doing this thing. Welcome to the burnout. Yeah, we're uh, we're talking signs and symptoms so you can kind of be self-aware that you are in one because maybe you don't know. Like maybe you think this is just what life is and we're here to tell you it doesn't have to be that way. That's horrible if you think this is what life is. And well, when you live in it long, I mean, (laughs) I know, I know, I know we're I should be holding up a mirror as we're doing this today. And we're going to talk about how to get out of it. And from that awareness. Get some tips and tools to get yourself out of it and regulate your stress and your life. And we're also going to talk about the difference between stress and burnout, which I actually didn't realize are two very different things. Neither did I. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's new. Raise your hand (laughs) if you've been personally victimized (laughs) by Regina George and burnout. (laughs) I'm raising my hand for both. No, for real, though. Raise your hand if... Any of this makes sense to the path that you're on because this means you're on the path of a burnout, okay? Carly, you better raise your hand. I'll do it for everyone. If every day is a bad day. Well, no, no, no. Okay, I raised my hand. (laughs) That's sad. (laughs) If caring about work and home seems to feel like a waste of energy because it's too overwhelming. Not home, but work for sure. So like work-life balance. Yeah. Really. Uh, daily exhaustion. Mm, yep. Majority of your day is tasks that you feel are like mind numbing or dull or overwhelming and just like way too hard to get through. Sure. Feel like nothing you do makes a difference. It's just kind of keep piling up the, the overwhelm. Y- yeah, the piling up for me. Feel like you're not appreciated and nothing you do is going to be appreciated. One million percent. Let's call HR. (laughs) We don't have HR. If you raised your hand for any of those, even if they're in a a smaller scale way, like Carly liked to dissect all of those, which is super helpful. Thank you so much. Uh, It doesn't have to be to the extreme of 100 percent. Absolutely. But if you raised your hand for any of that, then guess what? It's very, very possible that you are on the path of a burnout way. To be living your life. Yeah. We don't want that for you. We don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. And I'm definitely, there's parts of this that make total sense to me. Mm-hmm. And there's parts of like, every day is not a bad day. Every no. Every day is absolutely no. not a bad day. I think that's the extreme of this. Um, But I'm for sure burnout. So it's just excessive and prolonged stress. That's like what gets you to a burnout. And it could be work. It could be home. It could be creative juices that you're completely burn out whatever your path is um 
but it brings you to being overwhelmed and emotionally drained, which I've never raised my hand higher. <laughs> um, and like unable, it says unable to meet constant demands. Yeah. So I feel like that is, that could be a home life thing. If you have children, there's, you know, you're at, on the demand at all times, no matter whether you like it or not. Yeah. For the most part, sometimes I ignore it. The children. Uh, oh, the children? <laughs> yeah, the children. Cool. cool. That's a very, that's actually really healthy. We should talk about that. Um, And it just like feels burnout is defined as just feeling like you have nothing else to give. Like you are maxed out. Your cup had runneth over. Oh my God. There's nothing to give and you're pouring from an empty cup. That's the thing I've heard a lot this year. That's like a phrase I've heard a lot this pouring year. Pouring from an empty cup? Yes. And like you can't, you cannot pour from a cup to someone else's if yours is completely defeated and depleted no that's the same thing that we said already you cannot help somebody in an airplane if you don't put on your face mask your oxygen mask first yeah you put your face mask on <laughs> everyone you you definitely put your face mask and then put the oxygen mask on it <laughs> will help everyone actually. don't sit near me in a plane i'm probably passed out <laughs> uh, okay so guess what their physical symptoms and emotional symptoms and behavioral symptoms to a burnout. Ba, 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 ba. Um, okay, so physical symptoms. Raise your hand. If you're tired or drained. If your immunity is low. So like you frequently can get colds and sicknesses and whatever that is. Like you get, you're always congested. Yeah, I always am. Because, yeah, just being run down. Not enough sleep will make you sick. Right. That's called yeah. lowered. Thank you. That's called lowered um, immunity. So I raised much. my hand. Uh, if you get frequent headaches or muscle pains and not from doing a workout yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. being sore like that. Eh, it's not really me. Is Chain. this about me? It's not about you, okay, but right. I really like that that's where it's going <laughs> right. for you. So. I'm going to be the every man today. Are you? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> Are you? Uh, change in appetite. And that could be in both ways, like emotional eating or not eating at all, stuff like that. That is one million percent me. I feel myself craving foods like sugar and salt when I am at my lowest amount of energy, when you're tired. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then you've already hit this, but change in sleep pattern. Mm -hmm. So like overly tired and sleep too much. Like you're like, oh, I fell asleep on the couch again. How did I get here? Or I'm not sleeping it at all. Mm hmm. Like those two are two are physical options. Nope. Physical symptoms <laughs> to a burnout. If you feel any of those things, I haven't been sleeping. Yeah. I know. And that comes from like when you can't turn your brain off. Yeah. Because you're thinking of so many things. Yes. And how am I going to get them all done? There's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. There are, though. And I think that's what we're here to talk about there are enough hours in the day because you need to figure out how not to do that right i'm raising my hand because that's a symptom i'm i wasn't aware of if you feel like there are not enough, enough hours, hours in the day. day yeah and there actually are which i think true. we grew up with mom saying every day oh my gosh there just aren't enough hours in the day yes because she's a hustler as we've said before don't don't yes. do it i'm a hustler <sighs> babe I'm trying to think of how many episodes I can say that in. So far, all of them? 11 out of 11. 11 out of 11. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, there are enough hours in the day. And we just have to figure out how to delegate those hours. Yeah. Work smarter, not 
harder. I know. It's just so hard to work smart. <laughs> <laughs> I snorted. You sure did. Yeah, because that's not going to happen. Uh, emotional symptoms. <laughs> if you have these symptoms, um, if you feel like you have a sense of failure or self-doubt in like completing tasks or kind of overall like yeah. if you just wake up and you already know that you're gonna fail at getting everything on your list done if you are a list maker <laughs> uh, what if you feel helpless or trapped or defeated and these are all really extreme words i mm -hmm. think to feel on the daily all the time every day but just at moments at overwhelming times at your job or at home and you just you know Basically, you just feel like it, whatever you do isn't going to matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, detachment that you are completely alone in feeling this. this way or in the world at all. Yeah. That's and huge. then you isolate yourself. Yeah. And you isolate yourself. Yeah. Loss of motivation or just overall negative, like everything is negative. I know people like this and mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much to deciding, oh, they're just wired that way. They just think that way. They're always at the negative perspective and that's their go-to and then they can come out of it maybe they're just perpetually burnt out right like now i'm i have to think about that you I think don't about your whole life um yeah sort of <laughs> decreased satisfaction or like sense of accomplishment yeah i think that goes along with just not feeling like anything you're doing matters or is, is good enough is good enough or or worth it because there's so much to do like you couldn't possibly do it all or make each thing great. Yeah. Like that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like getting that sentence out at all. I great things do. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Uh, okay. So this is the last type of like listing that we'll do for right now, but there's behavioral symptoms as well. So the reason why we're even listing all this is so that you're aware and that maybe you think of things in a different way of, oh, wow, that very much sounds like me or somebody I'm living with in my house or how things could be going. But maybe I could stop it before it gets there. Something well, like that. I think that people um, misconstrue stress and burnout. Like I always just say, oh, my God, I'm, like, I'm so stressed out. But maybe I'm not stressed out. Maybe I'm burnt out. And those are two different things. They are. So let's let's get to that now since you brought that up and then we'll do the behavioral symptoms and go back to that so there is a difference of stress and burnout and this is brand new to me i was completely surprised in reading this mm -hmm. stress is when things feel like they're too much yes. it's too much the pressures are very high mentally and physically and it feels like you can't get anything under control yeah you sort of feel out of control out of control but if you could just organize it it'll be okay yeah like you can you know, you look at that list of things to do. This is, this is what I do on the daily. You look at the list of things to do and you're like, oh my gosh, what minutes do I have to get these done that aren't work minutes and work like things that I'm already responsible for? If I can just organize and get situated and make this will go here and this will go here and then it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Like you tell yourself that mm -hmm. all the time. That's stress. Right. That is 100% just stress. Yeah. It's like stressing out over a project and once the project's done you feel relief. You do. You feel like your shoulders completely right. drop. That's stress. Right. Yeah. Burnout is not enough. So if stress is too much, then burnout is the complete opposite. Like you feel 
empty mentally and physically. You're exhausted. And getting to the end, like looking at that list in the morning, getting to the end of the list and wondering when you're going to get it all done. There's no hope. It's mm-hmm. not a feeling of like, all right, well, if I do A, B, C, and D, then it's going to be okay, even though I'm super anxious about it. There's no hope when you're in a burnout. Like, you know, it's not going to get done. It's not going to get done well. And you don't have, you don't have the capacity to feel to like see it is. the light at the end of the exactly. tunnel. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference. And I, and I do, they, when they're mapped out like this, it's so different. Yeah. What I was reading was that stress eventually becomes physical. So like you carry stress in your shoulders, you carry stress, you know, in your muscles, in your muscles, you carry stress in your back, you carry it in your, you know, in your head with headaches and stuff. And burnout is just the feeling of nothing. Yeah. Nothingness. Basically, you have no feelings about it, anything, because you just don't care. Stress is anxiety. Mm -hmm. Burnout is depression. Yes. Stress is emotional overactivity. like highly anxious, right? Overly. And burnout is emotionally stunted. It's everything you're saying. I'm just fully mapping it out. Yeah. I did not know that. Stress is primarily physical damage. I'm amazing. And burnout is primarily emotional damage. Yes. Stress is energy loss and burnout is loss of ideals and hope. Yeah. That's burnout sounds horrible. I mean, stress is horrible, but stress sort of seems positive right now as opposed to burnout yeah because there's there is a light at the end of the tunnel and if you can just get there the stress will be over sometimes that stress is never over though because you're constantly worried about the next thing well if that stress is never over then it goes into a burnout like there it doesn't just like piles up stay piled up into anxious stress it definitely eventually turns into depression right for sure now everybody has a level of anxiety everybody has a level of depression in you. It, you, it truly, science, fact, everybody has that capability. It's how you manage and regulate um, to either stay, like, stay in the middle of the extremes, mm-hmm. like one side or the other. So some of the behavioral symptoms. Yeah, let's circle back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Withdraw responsibilities, which makes sense to depression, right? Like you can't, you just can't. You can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. You've already said this, but isolation, completely isolate yourself from your responsibilities, from the people in your circle, like everything is just too much disassociation. Yeah. Um, using food, drugs, alcohol, whatever that is to cope. Yeah. That goes to burnout. That's not necessarily a stress reaction. Trying to get burnout. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> um, lashing out on others via like your frustration but you're taking it out on everybody else Mm -hmm. that is a behavioral symptom and then skipping work or not caring enough to show up late or to leave early because it's just it's not in the cards for you yeah those are all behavioral yeah well they sound horrible let's lighten this up a little bit cool cool (laughs) carly is definitely more of the burnout her emotional capacity is um Zero. She has absolutely no sensitivity. I am a highly sensitive person. I am an HSP, and Carly so is. So we're a great match. Dead. <laughs> Carly is dead. Carly is Jack the Pumpkin King. She's dead inside, but she sings a pretty song. You know, <laughs> Victoria so. does. She's like, you have no sympathy for anyone. Mm-mm. 
if you have an injury, you're weak. <laughs> if you need to cry, you're weak. That's I am. Car- that is quite literally how Carly gets by. And I, I think it's because you are so burnt out mm-hmm. that dealing with whatever it may be, if you crack that surface, you are going to crack wide open. Oh, you know. Victoria knows. She's like, I have no, I do have feelings, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say like, I have no feelings. I do have feelings, but if that door or that floodgate opens, floodgate, that's what I was like. It is not going to be good for me. So instead of like doing it a little bit at a a time, Mm -hmm. I just go one one and done, and I am down for the count for a little while. She's a hustler, baby. (laughs) In all aspects. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't like to uh, I don't like to break those cracks very often. Yeah. So let me let me just let's just put that up. Everything you just said is wrong. <laughs> Everything you just said oh, in life on how you handle life. Yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah, yeah. the not correct way to do it. Oh, my God. No, don't do that. Yeah. And I'm only saying that and I'm partially making fun of her, but partially like Carly uses this as her therapy because she won't actually go to therapy. I will. I will. I just burn out. I don't have any time. You owe me $125. Yeah, that's true. Um, so here's okay. So burnout. I don't have any time for it. Here's something I told myself for years. And you can talk to mom about this because mom tried to get me in therapy. I feel like the first time was in high school and then in college. And I was always like, I don't have time for it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Giving all the excuses as to why not. And it was because the main reason was society of that. Like therapy means there's something wrong with you. Right. Which is how Carly, you know, it's Carly's (laughs) thought process. Right. Therapy means you're weak and there's something wrong with you (laughs) and you have to talk it out to a stranger and all the scary things, blah, 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 blah. So I avoided it like the plague for years. So if it's something like therapy and I say, just just do therapy for five minutes. Go talk to someone for five minutes. And you're like, I don't have five minutes. I have five minutes. That means you need an hour. Why? If you feel like you don't have time for five minutes, then you really need an hour. Oh, my gosh. If you can't meditate for five minutes, then you should probably be setting aside an hour of meditation in your day. You lost me at meditate. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's no i get it i get it when you do you i get it i hear everything you say i'm absorbing it i just need to put it into action when i have time no <laughs> no that is no and everyone out there listening listen to me do not listen oh, to carly me. they're listening to you not me do not <laughs> listen trust me to carly the ways to regulate stress and burnout are self-care, which we've done a lot of tips on. And yeah. you totally believe in all of these things. So I yes, do. I do. I believe action it. Action is a way. I believe. To get through. She's putting her hand up in the sky and she's saying, <laughs> I believe. Um, but even if you're putting your hand up in the sky and you're saying, I believe, belief means nothing if you're not putting action to it. Right? I believe. Ba, 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 ba. Dude, there are tips. Yeah, there are tips us. of ways to turn things around for yourself. One of them, tip number one, there's only five of them, okay? So bear with us here. Tip number one is to turn to others. Already Carly's smiled like the Grinch. (laughs) Picture the Grinch. Now put blonde curly hair on the Grinch. That's what Carly just did to me. Wait a second. I do want to say I did ask for help this week. I asked for help, and it was very hard for me 
and it was received very well. I don't believe it. To who? To Jacqueline. I asked her to help us teach an extra class that we're teaching this week. Hmm. I asked her for help. She said yes. And she said, why don't I just do the whole thing for you? Because I know you guys have been working yourselves to death. And I was like, wow, I should ask for help more often. I was like, no, 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 no. no. That's fine. We got it. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. But it was hard for me. I asked for help. It was received well. I might be asking for more help in 10 years. Very. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jacqueline. Very proud of you. So, yes, turn to others. And it doesn't necessarily mean, even though that was a really good and huge for Carly, huge way to express that. It could just mean to go like talk and like vent. It doesn't necessarily have to be about asking for help, but that is a huge, huge part of turning to others. So it's social. It could just be someone to listen to you for five minutes. Um, It could be a community of people. It could also be limiting the negative people in your life, which we've talked about in Mm -hmm. other episodes before, but that's a way to turn to others. Tip number two, reframe the way you look at work because I think a majority of what burns people out is their work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So you work too much or what you're doing at work isn't fulfilling or it's they're asking so much of you that you bring it home. So like your career and what you do for a job has a lot to do with burnout. They're just connected. So the way that you look at work is what um, the difference would be. So like you, you find value in a different way or find the balance of work and life in a different way. Or maybe you aren't someone who has a lot of work friends make friends like make your environment a little bit lighter for yourself and maybe that's hard like making friends is hard especially as an adult yeah making friends as an adult it's it's no new friends just like making friends as a kid it's scary yeah well i think because we're all afraid of rejection right exactly i think it's even scarier making friends as an adult yeah um and then take time off (laughs) oh okay take time off this doesn't apply to business owners, no. <laughs> but take time off, which relieves some of your stress in the workplace. Those are some good tips. What I will say when I was researching burnout versus stress is burnout, they say, you know, take time off, like go on a vacation. But yeah. just like we did, we went on vacation for three days and you'd think that when we came back on Monday, we'd be like rejuvenated, energized. And it actually says, if you're in a burnout, <laughs> you won't be because three days is not going to fix the monumental stuff that you have in your mind or you piled up. And guess what? It didn't. Oh we went God. away for three days and and we actually felt I needed another week of vacation. Yeah. And not just because like we were up late or whatever like that. It was, oh, my gosh, now we're going back mm-hmm. to it all. And I, I, I don't have I can't get it done. Yeah. I couldn't get it done three days ago and I can't get it done now. And that to me screamed, oh yeah, I am in a burnout because I just went on a cruise and I feel worse coming back. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But if you take, like anything, if you take micro time off, if you take like a day here and there in the week, then your stress levels and everything lowers so that it doesn't do the buildup. Everything in moderation. Right, right, right. Doing one big trip once every 10 years. Yeah. Is def yeah, it's very different. It's just like, you know, going to therapy one time every six months and thinking it's going to fix all your problems. No, you can't talk about therapy. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Tip number three. <laughs> Reevaluate your priorities, Carly. <laughs> Setting boundaries, which we've talked about before. It's super hard to do, but really important. 
um, daily tech break, which yeah. we talked about before, mm-hmm. which is also very important. It, it all goes together. Getting some more creativity into your life, whatever that is, whatever creativity is for you. Everyone's creative in a different way. Um, but bring that into your life. Take away the humdrum of like, wake up, coffee, work, stress, pick kids up from school, get kids where they need to go, make dinner, go to bed, do again. That's, like, But that to me sounds like a great day. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Have some relaxing time set aside though. Like you schedule that in. We've talked about yeah, all yeah. of this stuff I know. before. So start doing it. And then sleep, prioritize your sleep. That's a, something I don't do because I end up staying on the couch way too late. Yes, but at the same time, it's hard for you to actually do because you lay in bed thinking about all the things you have to do tomorrow and then stress out about that, which makes you not sleep. Right, but the little things that you change throughout the day will help the sleep in the end. So like deciding I'm going to change my sleep, that no, nothing's going to change. My brain will continue to go on. But if I take a break here and there throughout the day and I reset myself for the 10 minutes, we'll talk about it a little bit later on on how to do these tiny things to help yourself. Then the sleep begets sleep. Yeah, I love that. Tip number four. (laughs) Make exercise a priority. Whether you're a fitness person or not, make exercise a priority. And this is what I was just kind of alluding to. It could be a 10-minute walk at your lunch break. You have 30 minutes for lunch, which I think everybody should have way more than 30 minutes for lunch. But if you have that, then you take 10 minutes of that, get outside, do a a stroll. It doesn't have to be a power walk. It can be a pretty girl walk. And if you don't want to do a hot girl walk, just take a little pretty girl walk. (laughs) Get rid of that visual. (laughs) That's quite a visual, uh, if you ask me. Uh, but she's not wrong. She's not wrong because that 10 minute pretty girl walk <laughs> can boost your mood for two hours in the sun. That's crazy. Two hours and help you sleep. Our Aunt Vicky is a perpetual insomniac mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. And sleeping has never been something that came easy. And there's, if you look at her, she's got an eye mask. She's got the lavender. She's got acupuncture needles coming out of the wazoo. And she's, in her own special cocoon trying to get one good night of sleep. Recently, she is the queen of, I read in an article once, like mm-hmm. that's her, her line, that if you take a walk, and she can definitely correct me, but I, I venture to say it's between 10 and 30 minutes. If you take a walk before noon in sun or an overcast day where the sun, you know, some of those days where the sun's still like there, but it's not completely black and dreary. You will sleep better at night. And if you make it a daily thing, she is sleeping like a sleeping beauty. (laughs) She does it every day, every single day. And she'll do it after she prioritizes her workout at CFIT and just take a walk before she gets in the car and then goes about her day. But she's sleeping and prioritizing that is such a big deal. But that 10 minutes of getting exercise in not only helps your body, it also helps your sleep. So like everything is connected is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Tip five, support your mood with a healthy diet. So what you eat matters. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How many more ways can we say it? (laughs) Minimize refined carbs and sugars. So all of the white breads and all of the processed sugars 
makes you tired. Don't do it. It's Just bad for you. It. Um, reduce some caffeine intake, Carly. Nope. No, nope. you should reduce some caffeine intake, Carly. I'm gonna be real with you all. I will do a lot of these things. I will not. No, I won't do that. I will do it, but I won't do that. And then preservatives, reduce those and reduce hormones in food. So really look at the poultry that you're buying at the store. Make sure it doesn't have those added hormones in them because they do. They really, really do. They're doing that now. It's horrible. Um, avoid nicotine if you're a smoker. Like, think about your choices, you know? Just, like, think about it. Avoid alcohol. Al- I love that things say, like, coping mechanisms. It's... Well, what was it from earlier? Yeah, it was like drugs, alcohol. Yo, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the alcohol is a drug. It is a poison. It is more, if not the same, as a- addicting to heroin. Like, it's just allowed. Yeah. The difference is it's allowed. It is a drug. Right. It's allowed and just do it in moderation. We're not telling you not to drink. No, I'm just I'm yeah, stressing yeah, yeah. the fact that like it is kind of surprising when everyone's like drugs or alcohol. No, drug it's drugs an alcohol. and alcohol are the same thing. <laughs> the yeah, same yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So just avoid it as best you can. If you're in the middle of a burnout, notice what you're doing with it is really all it is. Right. We are not telling you to do anything other than I'm telling everything to Carly. <laughs> Uh, eat more omega-3 fatty acids. Yeah. Love a good avocado. Yes. That, is that the one you know? And fish oils. Oh, yes, yes. Salmon, herring, mackerel, anchovies, sardines. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite. Seaweed. Carly likes seaweed. I love seaweed. I have seaweed salad at least once a week. Black seed and walnuts. They're great omega-3 fatty acids. Um, that helps with boosting your mood and just... Keeping everything happy and healthy. And as a side note, it's amazing for your immune system. Right. Because if you're burnt out, your immune system's low. Remember when Carly was like, no, my immune system's fine. I'm always congested and I'm really (laughs) tired all the time. And I'm like always sick because I have kids and like my body just doesn't fight it. But here's why. Hmm. I want to talk about one thing. Wait, you got more? (laughs) No, Carly, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. You got more facts for us? <laughs> um, here's the thing, and I think a lot of us have the same issue. It doesn't matter what career you're in, whether you own a business or not, you're always on call. We are not doctors, clearly. It's, I don't know if that's clear or I not. I don't think you have to say that louder <laughs> oh, for the people yeah, in the back. Okay. All right. um, we're always on call. And because of technology, you're always on call. You meaning you all. And that is really hard right now. So people expect you to be on at all times of the day. Accessible. Accessible. I will get an email at 11 p.m. on a Sunday night and I respond. That's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous, but I am in the mentality, maybe it's from being a theater, being in theater and musical theater, that if I don't do it, somebody else is going to get the job and we need that job. So they're... Mm. Like we're replaceable. Mm-hmm. Everybody is replaceable. You just are. And if I don't respond, are the, is that person going to contact somebody else and see if they can get what they want from another business? So I better do it now. Or if you text me about a work issue, even though I say, you know, email, we have somebody to, that deals with that. I will respond right away because if I don't, 
somebody else will because I'm replaceable. So I have that mentality constantly. Right. And and what will help with that um, is therapy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, it's therapy. Not that. No, I know. I think we all know we're not replaceable. You are like, not replaceable. Right. I think we all know that. But in in this world with fast, yeah. instant yeah, technology, yeah, yeah. well, if you're not going to do it, somebody yeah. else is going to do it. I'll find somebody else. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to to get over that. And I think that creates the burnout in any career that you have that you are constantly accessible because of our phones. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to get away from. I miss the Nokia block phone where you could just play snake. Yeah. And you had to type A three times <laughs> or the number one for the letter A. You know, <laughs> like I I miss that yeah. because I could walk away from it and not have the obligation mm-hmm. to respond and think, well, if I don't respond right now, like the amount of energy we put into what other people think about our responses and our timely responses or not so timely responses is such a waste of time. I know. But I completely understand what you're saying. But I, I am here to say, um, you know, that inner work that you do for your own self-worth and your own self-value helps with that replaceable feeling, even in the workplace, because you are absolutely not replaceable. There's no one. Li- there is no one like you, Carly. <laughs> Although I think I created one. You, <laughs> one out of three. Yeah. Um, you're not replaceable. And if they do so, go elsewhere. There's someone else in the line that's better suited, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, should you respond to the work emails? Absolutely. But that feeling at 11 p.m. I must do this. I must do this now. They must know AB. No, you're time. Ty- you're off the clock. You yeah. are off the clock. There is a, a little bit of a silver lining to this quiet quitting thing that people are doing. Oh, we're talking. That's my next thing we're talking about. Great. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I'm about to quiet quit you. Let's talk. <laughs> quiet um, quitting. That you're the one who told me about quiet quitting. I know. I didn't even know that was a term. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first heard it and told you, I was very judgmental. Oh my God, she was so mad. I was angry. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And after reading and living my life and then thinking about quiet quitting, I was like, it's not it's not all that bad. No. Quiet quitting is not depleting yourself at work, doing what's expected, sometimes less, and not taking on any more responsibility than your job requires. It's basically clocking in at nine, clocking out at five. Not going over and above. Not going over and above. And now I think there are levels. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that I wish I quiet quitted every day. Clearly that's not in the cards for us. I don't want to feel I like. I don't think you do anything quietly, <laughs> to be honest. To be completely honest. But continue. I would be a total loud quitter. I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I would make it known as I walked out of the office every day. Um, and especially, as I just said, in this day and age, you are accessible at all times. We can't quiet quit. I was judgmental because I was like, that's lazy. Mm. That is so lazy. Why would you do what is required of you and not extra? Why wouldn't you want to go the extra mile? Why would you not? Because if you don't hustle, somebody's going to hustle harder. So yeah, you quiet quit at five. I'm going to hustle and I'm going to get promoted. Right. But I also think that you are paid to do a job. That job. Right. A lot of the extra stuff is on you. And and there's something about the quiet quitting that I just, I like. 
But the part of the quiet quitting that I, I think I say to you all the time is, no, you don't have to do that right now, Carly. No, yeah. you don't have to do that right now. No, you they can wait. No, they and I'm constantly saying that to you oh, when I it know. comes to text met. Why did you respond? Don't respond. They emailed you or DM'd your personal account. Don't respond on that. Yeah. That is inappropriate. You do not have to meet them where they're trying to meet you. You do it the way you want to do it. Right. And I think that's setting the boundaries. Setting a hundred percent. Like the the work boundaries leads you to a burnout because if you have no boundaries, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. then you're going to burn out. Yeah. And this quiet quitting has a very clear boundary, which I think that's why I said I think there's a happy medium of quiet quitting and leading to burnout. Yeah. And the hard part is trying to, you know, just sort of quit. <laughs> not like quiet, but not loudly. Just like, meh, I'm done. Like an average yeah. sound, like an <laughs> average tone. I'm yeah. right in the middle, appropriate level. But that is don't judge a book by its cover. Because when I heard of quiet quitting, I was like, that's just people being lazy. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I would love a little bit more of, of that, of just clocking out at a certain time. But you can. That's up to you. I know that like it's up to you. That's the thing. All of this is about your choices and how you would like to go about either change, shifting things or staying the same. It, it's it's the choice that you get to make. If you don't want to. I'm learning. This is something that I'm I'm doing the work for. If it's something I do not want to do and I I know my limits, I know my boundaries. I know if I overexert at this point. It doesn't benefit me or anyone else in my circle or my world. So I have to make the hard decision to yeah. say no, to stick up for myself, to stick up for what I want to do or don't want to do and follow through without the guilt. Right. And maybe at the time, I mean, right now I do have the guilt when I make these decisions, yeah. but then it dissipates. And hopefully at some point that will go away. The guilt part, I mean, but. It helps everybody. It helps everyone. Yeah. And I get to drive my own my own path. I get to be the in the driver's seat. Uh what is it? It's um the world if you look at the world as a play, right? There's a script, there's actors, there's characters, there's a director. You stop being a, a character in your in your own story. Yeah, in your life. Be the director. Be the, director. Be the writer of the story. Get out of that role. And become the one who makes all of the decisions and realize that you are, that's the real role. That's the real purpose that you have. And it's such a hard thing to do because we are, we, especially our generation, mm -hmm. the younger generation is a little bit different. The quiet quitters of the world right now are the younger generation and our generation did not follow those rules. Yep. We, we were told we we don't get to set the rules. Right. We don't get to be the director of our own story. And so cutting those conditions now in the 30s and 40-year-olds and the 50-year-olds of the world, it's a well, lot harder. Yeah, because our minds are already trained to, to not do that. Yeah, conditioned. But, but we're learning. And Victoria is the first person to say, you know, make a decision and don't feel guilt about it. You feel guilt. You're making yourself feel guilty. You, yes, yes. You are making yourself feel guilty. The decision is not. Right. So once you can get rid of that guilty feeling, that's on you. Right. It's just a lot easier said than done. But if you do that more often, I mean, the power of no is something that I may never take a hold to, but I try every day. No, I think you could. I really do think you could. I mean, 
losing grip of your control is a big part of burnout. It's a big part of anxiety and stress. And that that comes from, yes, you needing to be in control is is part of why you are in a burnout. I am specifically talking to Carly here. So if this resonates for you, too, then then open those ears. But losing grip of of the control that you can control it all is yeah. really what I'm talking more to. Like you. You don't really have control of anything. Right. Correct. <laughs> because it's everywhere all over the place. 100%. Right. So losing the, it has to be this way and my way or the way that I'm used to and understanding if it goes a different route, here's here's how I can manage that. And like, it's all yeah. good and it'll be okay. And and it's going to be different. It's not what I expected, but all right, here here we go. Like that changes, that changes the game. ba 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 so the way to regulate and recover have to do with three R's. Did you read this? I sure did. Recognize, reverse, and resilience. Recognize is to watch for the warning signs. So all of the symptoms and signs that we're talking about that could lead you into a much deeper burnout. Be aware. It's following your gut instinct and kind of perking your ears up to all of this. So recognize what's going on. Reverse is undo the damage and seek help. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seek help. Seek help. <laughs> seek oh, help. Oh, yeah. No, no. Now I will. I definitely will. That changed it. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Resilience. Self-care. Physically and mentally. Create that resilience to getting into these stages. So it's rest, it's self-care, anything that is self-care for you, whatever self-care is. Mm-hmm. We've done a bunch of conversations on self-care alone because it is so, so, so important. Micro breaks throughout your day, whether it's a tech break, a zone out, noise break from the people in your house, the workplace, the situation you're in, whatever it is. Micro, small, it all adds up. Creating a better work-life balance for yourself, quality of life. That's a very hard one. It's a big it's one. It's a big one. But it is extremely important. It's really fun for us to work together and then live life together. There's no balance. I take lots of breaks from you. <laughs> yes, you do. Meditate. It's super hard. Meditation is really, really hard. And I would actually love to do an entire episode on meditating and talking yes. about it and the benefits and stuff. I do it every morning, five minutes. Five minutes I put a timer on and I focus on my breath and I try my very, very best. Um, I cannot stress the importance of meditation and meditation comes in a lot of different forms. We'll do an episode on it. Professional support is a therapist, is a counselor, is a community of professional certified people to help you in whatever way shape or form that professional support means to you (laughs) so like not me even though I'm a professional and I support you Rob's not the best person what are you a professional in (laughs) burning out (laughs) (laughs) just call her Lumiere (laughs) she's got a candle at all ends and they are tapped out but she's going to start practicing all of these things. Yes, I will practice what I preach. Real tip of the day. I did not tell Carly what I'm going to call this. It's called 
<clears throat> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> What I want you to do, if you need to go back and re-listen to this episode, is I want you to differentiate between stress and burnout in your own life. So get a piece of paper, take 10 minutes, and write down your stressors, your triggers, things that you're feeling emotionally, physically. Go through the list of everything we just rattled off. Is it a stress? Is it a burnout? Are you highly anxious over things? Or are you a little bit withdrawn and disassociated because it's all too much? Figure out what it is for you. And then you can go through the three R's and regulate and reverse and make some resilience to all of this. And now for your real extra tip of the week. It's called Bound for Boundaries. What does that mean? Oh my God. She hates when I do I'm that. Stressed. What does that mean? A bound for boundaries. It means create a boundary. And the boundary that I am asking you to create this week is do not respond to anything work related after 8 p.m. or in bed. So whenever getting to bed is for you, put the phone down and do not respond to emails, to text messages, unless you're a doctor on call, nurse on call, if you're any job on call. But if you are not, no one needs you at 11 p.m. when you're in bed. So put it down. Don't take it to the sheets and bound yourself some boundaries. We want you to remember that you are always fit to be real. And always allowed to be a little extra. For legal reasons, we have to tell you that this podcast is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. We are not healthcare professionals. For all of your health, wellness, fitness, and self-care needs, please refer to the medical professional in your life. Your primary care physician, your therapist, a certified coach, whoever it may be. And then let us know what they say, because I guarantee we need to know it too. Okay? <laughs> okay, bye.